This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Gemini. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. Announcements this week are basically just answering the questions that you guys have been sending over to me. First and foremost, my only accounts are TikTok and Instagram, Gemini underscore goddess 420, and then my backups are Coven of Rejects, and that is it. I know there are scammers that are going out. You don't have to tell me every time there's a scammer. Unfortunately, there's nothing that I can do. The most helpful thing that you can do is report that account and block it. If you can't report it, all right, but please just block it. And then for you guys to book your readings and for you guys to buy merch, that's just on the covenofrejects.com and readings are listed underneath spiritual sessions or right on my front page it says book with me and then the merch I believe is called clothing and apparel in the drop down menu so you guys can get that there. I get asked a lot about Patreon as well. That is a paid subscription. You guys can find the link listed in the podcast description in my link trees as well. Or you can go to patreon.com slash coven of rejects. I really love it because I'm able to give you guys uncensored content and a bunch of things that I wouldn't be able to give regularly. Those on the top tier get free readings from me monthly. They get to choose between mediumship or tarot and oracle readings. I also give merch discounts. And then some of the content that I post on there is witchcraft histories, where I will have people from various practices come on and talk about the histories of that practice. We've talked about the histories of holidays that are very popularized as Christian holidays, but rooted in paganism. I have histories of the dark goddesses, murder and witchcraft, if you like a little bit of true crime with your witchcraft, and so many different things. So my suggestion is always, if you haven't signed on to the Patreon before and you want a little taste of what you can expect, you can sign up for the beginner witch tier. It's $5 a month and you get tons of behind the scenes content. And that's really the best way for you to dip your toe in and see what kind of things are offered. I'm really excited about the Patreon. The community keeps growing and growing. And again, I just love that it's uncensored. People can comment whatever they want to and we can have conversations. You can directly message me there and they don't get filtered through. So I feel more accessible there. And I just feel like it's a growing community there and I can be my real self and post for 20 friendly things and witchcraft friendly things and give you guys behind the scenes information on stuff that's dropping. I'm just very, very excited. This week's guest is the Stitching Witch. 
All of their links are going to be posted in the description. Please make sure that you go and give them a follow. They will be interviewing me for their YouTube channel. Actually, we already did the interview, and that is going to be dropping Monday or Tuesday this week. So please make sure that you are following The Stitching Witch on YouTube so that you can see myself getting interviewed. I really shared a lot more about my practice and my foundations than I have even on this podcast because this podcast really focuses on other people's journeys. And it was really cool to be in the interviewee seat and be getting interviewed and being able to answer all kinds of questions. So please make sure that you go and follow their YouTube, The Stitching Witch. And without further ado, listen to their journey right now. So how are you? I'm so excited that we get to talk. I'm oh like, my gosh. You don't even actually know how excited I am. I didn't even think you were going to respond to my message. Oh no. Oh my gosh. And I literally, okay. So like, I feel super bad. I feel like I kind of ghosted you for a second and I totally <laughs> did not mean to. I like hate the way that TikTok like messages works I literally hate it but I am so stoked to be like chatting with you I just like love connecting with my community and stuff so anytime I get to like talk to another witch I'm just like yes please (laughs) like please let me talk to somebody who speaks my language so I don't have to like caveat every sentence I say with but it's just a spiritual thing don't worry about it (laughs) I'm not actually crazy I just really believe this okay do you want a plant to take right like I just love (laughs) the moon a lot like don't worry about it I just, um, I don't know if I uploaded it yet or if I'm about to, but a video where I'm like, witches are completely different, you guys. I cannot keep a plant alive. I kill succulents. (laughs) I cannot keep a plant alive to save my life. Um, I'm like, I get flowers and I'm Mm -hmm. just super waiting for them to die. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. just super stoked for when they die. (laughs) And I'm like, you can, your practice is so unique to you and just Mm -hmm. embrace that and stop worrying about people judging Mm -hmm. what is going to work for your fucking practice. Oh my gosh, for sure. I I feel like every other sentence out of my mouth is, hey, maybe like customize what I'm saying to fit with your beliefs or some of the activities that you already do in your practice, Um, which is something that definitely like drew me to this spirituality in the first place was like kind of that DIY nature in a weird way not to like make it not to minimize you know the importance of this spirituality or spiritual path um but I always loved kind of like the the freedom to express oneself in a spiritual manner um that I I got by exploring these earth-based paths for sure what uh what way do you identify yourself as a witch Sure. So I consider myself an eclectic pagan um, and a hedge witch. So I really focus on more of that um, kind of plant spirit work, um, as well as the astral travel dream work kind of thing um, in my practice, uh, as well as a, I have a really big focus on like deity work and a big interest in like mythology and all, all sorts of good stuff like that. I would love to know more about your deity work. Are yeah. there deities that you work with specifically the most? Sure. So um, I would say, um, so I've been, I've been a practicing witch for about 12 years, um, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> but I, I started really, really young, but I, I've been working with um, Anne Morrigan, who is an Irish war goddess and yes. the Raven Queen. 
um, as well as an aspect of the horned god known as Hearn the Hunter, who is a regional uh, kind of folk spirit that is kind of, uh, it's connected to my ancestry. Um, but he's he's kind of seen as an aspect of the horned god, which is a figure people kind of identify with a little bit better, or maybe know a little bit better. Um, but he's he has a very interesting mythology in and of itself, for sure. Um, but I've been working with them since the beginning of my practice, and they're kind of my patron, patroness, um, and I work with them the most, I would say, for sure. <laughs> That's beautiful. So when it comes to the horned god, there mm-hmm. are there are multiple, right? Yes. And there's one, though, that is, because I just want to um, understand for me, mm-hmm. too, I've been trying to learn more. So I know that, like, mm-hmm. Pan has horns, but Pan is mm-hmm. not considered the horned god, because there's mm-hmm. an actual the horned god. The way that I understand it, and I feel like I always caveat this, like whatever I say when it comes to, you know, the realms of spirituality, people might have other opinions than I have. But what I've come to understand through my studies is that the horned god is kind of like this archetype. um, And there are different facets um, to various figures that we see in mythology, um, primarily in Celtic mythology. And when we think about kind of like Western European beliefs um, and like the way that everything was kind broken up you have like Ireland and Scotland and then you have like the mythology of Wales which is a little bit different um, with like different characters and themes um, versus what you see kind of in mainland Western Europe a lot of Mm -hmm. them have very similar themes but different names Um, and I think that um, they all kind of exemplify this overarching character I guess or this overarching figure of this horned god that is you know the leader of the wild hunt who dwells deep in the forest and is this kind of figure of uh, masculinity and virility Uh, so I kind of feel like it's the same figure but called by a different name if that makes sense and people may not agree with me but that's kind of you know that's how I see it at least <laughs> no that does actually make sense because mm-hmm. i was just talking recently um in one of the episodes about how um i've noticed that people who f- uh work with pan will say mm-hmm. that he comes in so many different ways yes. to everybody mm-hmm. and I, so and there's things like there's pan artwork my husband my husband my father-in-law <laughs> gave me um this pan statue for my altar and it's his but he was like hey you should have this and, and place this on your altar Aww. and I think it's so beautiful so yeah. I keep it there because of the message but mm-hmm. it's a statue with like pan with a flute and his dicks out and he looks like the devil <laughs> Inc- incredible <laughs> I love it that's amazing and- yeah for sure And I'm like, that's not how he presents himself to me. And so like that. So anyways, when I look up pan statues, I don't necessarily attribute them to like this look, but Mm. I do love the looks of the horned God. Like I resonate Mm -hmm. with those. So now knowing that it's intertransferable and I can trust my instinct just Mm -hmm. makes me feel so good. Yes. And what I would say is that um, just overall, it is good to kind of learn the kind of the different mythologies of these different figures. So like Hearn the Hunter versus Kernanus versus um, Pan versus, you know, and, and all oh, good of those point. figures. Um, just to understand kind of the cultural context that they they come from. Um, because not I, I just feel like it gives a deeper meaning to the mythology behind them and the symbolism as well. So um, I just wanted to encourage you to do that because otherwise, um, you know, you might miss out on some really, really beautiful stories that I think you would really enjoy, truly. Yeah, no, that's a really good point um, to say just because I would have done that because I'm the <laughs> person who like 
I'm going to research right. everything and Absolutely. like connect. Absolutely. But I feel like um, I've, how do I, everybody <laughs> so far who I've interviewed mm-hmm. um, has deities that they work with and mm-hmm. everybody um, works with them in totally different ways. And for mm-hmm. me, I haven't ever claimed a deity mm-hmm. um, and I hadn't understood it for a long time. So I'd been very inquisitive. And then lately I just have a lot of, Pan and Horned God and the last two oh, guests that's amazing. have talked about it. So I, it's just taking me off on a tangent. Oh my gosh. I love that. No, I'm all about tangents. Most of anything, any conversation I have has about 18 detours before we get <laughs> back to the original point. Um, but yeah, that is, I, I, I really find comfort in, um, in the image of Hearn. He's really kind of like a figure of like, positive masculinity which is something that um i think i really benefit benefited from like learning about i guess because it it just helped me appreciate um kind of the divine masculine energies that are found in in everybody um so i just i could talk about her i could talk about him forever but anyways (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) no i i'm fascinated by learning about people's practice and I love having the podcast because I, like I was just saying, like, I love researching things. Mm -hmm. And when I hear like, oh, I'm an eclectic witch, I'm like, (laughs) I have to research every eclectic witch and find out everything (laughs) about it and read the books. And so being able to have people come on and share their personal journey and stuff Mm -hmm. just makes me feel so... I feel so connected to the community. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that's yeah. awesome because I know a lot of people don't and, and like myself included, especially in the beginning of my practice, I didn't really have that. Um like I, I I was a minor at the time, so I had to keep a lot of this secret from my parents because they were like, No, you shall not practice witchcraft under the roof of God or whatever. Oh um God. yeah, it was a lot. It's fine. <laughs> um but because of that, I like I would like troll these like not troll like actually but I would be on these like um like forums and stuff uh like angel fire websites and all this like crazy like very early 2000s graphics e type stuff um and just like soaking it all in like a sponge but I had nowhere to like direct this energy so my friends probably thought I was like insufferable because I would be like oh my gosh let me tell you about this thing that I learned like (laughs) it was uh definitely really funny in high school (laughs) You were just telling everybody around you, like, I, I'm into this. Yeah, I was like, all of my friends, I'm like, listen, I, I'm a witch. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm a witch. Like, it was, it was very dramatic and very, like, cloak and dagger for me, because I was like, you guys got to keep my secret. You know, it was very dramatic, because 14-year-olds, you know. Um, but, it, <laughs> uh, you know, what's some... funny is, like, those people looking back being like, I wonder what they're up to. Right. And go to your page and they're like, oh. They're like, "Mm, still the same. Cool. Great. (laughs) Exactly the same person. That's so funny. It is really, really funny for sure. (laughs) Okay. So what kind of, 
you said that you um, did deity work. Do you do services for people also, like readings or anything? Yes. So I, I have like a little tiny website um, where I offer like tarot readings. Um, my main goal in life um, is to own a metaphysical store, like a brick and mortar place uh, where people can come to shop for like ethically sourced supplies, to learn about, you know, spirituality, to to engage with the community, to, um, you know just foster this sense of togetherness and fellowship because i feel like um there's been this really big shift in kind of like this collective consciousness and like witchcraft and this kind of what was seen as like alternative spirituality is kind of becoming something that a lot of people are learning to appreciate mm-hmm. um and i i think it's 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 really important to me to kind of have um a space where people can learn without judgment and without fear of like making a mistake or being ostracized because I, I, that was something that I missed, um, you know, when I was, when I was starting. Uh, So I have started it in the form of a website, but hopefully in the next couple of years, I'm trying to get that all together um, so that, you know, I can have a brick and mortar place and host those kind of religious services for witches. (laughs) I think that that sounds beautiful. I, I wonder about like when you say that supplies are ethically sourced, Mm -hmm. where would you be getting them from? So I am really, really passionate about supporting local businesses. Um, I, there is a woman who is nearby and this is incredibly like rare and like very fortuitous, I guess it was like a really weird twist of fate. Um, I live in this really tiny rural town and I met this woman who is a very passionate, like licensed herbalist and she has her own little store and she has all these little connections. So I'm like working with her to source some of my herbs that are like completely organic. Ideally, when I did have my own space, I would want to like grow my own um, in a completely, you know, pesticide free and, you know, small batch Mm -hmm. uh, method. And then with sourcing other supplies, I would want to like reach out to small creators and offer a platform for people to kind of uh, show off their wares and and, and make a profit, I guess, um, with their art, because that's also something that I'm really passionate about is supporting local artists and stuff in that Ooh, I like this idea. (laughs) Thank you. I am for like background. I work at like a tattoo shop and we have a really similar concept where people can like consign art uh, to be sold. Uh, So that was like really inspiring to me. And I just I I don't feel like people always get um, an opportunity to display their hard work um, or may you know, not want to do the business side of things, but are just like really great artists. And I'm a Virgo, so I'm really analytical and organized. Um, And I just, I I know I can provide a platform for that. So I'm like super passionate about making that a reality. Yeah, I think that would be cool. And I like that you included in there that you're going to have a way that you're going to incorporate other people who are small businesses Mm -hmm. to go ahead and show what their things are. I think that when people have team spirit about doing things and Mm -hmm. have a mentality of, well, if I'm going to go up, you're going to go up with me. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. I think that there's space for everybody in the the community. (laughs) There's space for everybody always. Yes. Start supporting your friends. Absolutely. And like, that's like a big thing for me too. Like I always try to like, you know, and and this is not me like bragging or like virtue signaling, but I always, you know, as an artist, as an art student, like 
I just I know the value um, of hard uh, of, and the hard work that is put into artwork or um, like my friend's a graphic designer and I paid him to design my logo. I didn't just, you know, ask him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I, I really am passionate about just uplifting and supporting everybody because there's no reason that we can't all like sit at the same table, if that makes sense. No, you're literally speaking <laughs> to my spirit right Yay, now. First oh of all, gosh. you can brag on yourself. Second <laughs> of all, um, everything about the podcast is supporting friends' businesses. Yes. My oh, <laughs> my friend's boyfriend does mm-hmm. um he does all of my music for everything. Oh, that's um, awesome. My friend Jamie is my graphic designer and mm-hmm. she does all my merch and she designed my logos mm-hmm. and I have a new podcast. My husband's nephew is doing a song and my same guy's doing our theme song. So like, no, I feel this deep within my spirit and I am so vibing with the energy. Oh my gosh. Good. I just, I like, I don't know. I think the, in a weird way, the pandemic like kind of like shook me a little bit and I think it did a lot of people, but I just, I realized like how important that like human connection was and that Uh, the importance of having a safe place to like express your emotions or to ask questions without feeling judged so like it's just kind of become like this weird little mission and I was like okay I'm gonna start on the internet and then we'll see (laughs) um (laughs) so you use the word judged and internet and what you just said sorry to interrupt you um (laughs) you use the words judged and internet Mm -hmm. and the amount of crap going on on witch talk <laughs> it's like a lot <laughs> I, I have never found a drama witch talk i just have found people like my thing up until now has been when people at when people are new practicers and they're asking mm-hmm. questions and people are mean to them i know yeah i i definitely like try to foster like um a really inclusive environment in all of my spaces online um and unfortunately there are some people oh thank you I try I really do I just want to be friends with everybody and I look really spooky sometimes but I promise I'm nice like no you look like you have a good heart and you look like you're very inviting I just I just try to see the best in people I don't know I (laughs) um I I just, I feel like everyone deserves to be included, so why not make an effort? Um, But I do feel like sometimes that that sentiment isn't always reciprocated online, which is unfortunate. Um, But, you know, hopefully, you know, beginners, hi, I won't yell at you. I might take a million years to get back to your DMs. I'm so sorry, but I promise I will, I will try. but yes, I know. I just want everyone to be nice to beginners because we were all beginners at one point. And honestly, I did a lot of stupid shit um, when I first started that um, is really embarrassing to even think about. So, you know, it's fine. We all start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, everybody. And you know what? Even people who are super experienced in their craft and have done it for a long time. I don't know if you follow Ambrosia the Witch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. I had her on the podcast um, back when I first dropped it, Mm -hmm. and she hexed herself. Oh, yeah. I do shit like that all the time. Like, I... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So her episode, because her hex was... Because she... 
she spit on the banana and uh-huh. that and tied it to, so her the name of her episode is don't spit on the banana oh no oh my god that's <laughs> so funny oh she's like so funny and she had something i think like where she accidentally set like her altar on fire or something yes. like that and i like i was <laughs> i i chuckled i will admit so i'm so sorry ambrosia the witch it was it was a little bit comical but please forgive me um but i did i think she like followed up and was like and this is why we do like things safely <laughs> and like this is why we have a fire extinguisher nearby um so it was nice to see an experienced practitioner like acknowledging their mistakes and like laughing at themselves a little bit because there is like levity like there's allowed to be levity and like um you know learning from those mistakes and and kind of like laughing at yourself and picking yourself back up uh to keep going in, in this spirituality that sometimes like I feel like gets misconstrued like I feel like people are really serious sometimes and there is a time to be serious but sometimes I'm like okay or we could just like lay in a meadow and hang out and vibe it's all good guys yes (laughs) I you know I find that I only follow and really vibe with the people who can laugh at at their practice sometimes (laughs) or are not judging what other people do I tried okay that sounds bad I try to be very (laughs) inclusive of everybody's personality but Mm -hmm. something that I will just never tolerate an energy around is somebody who's gonna laugh at somebody else's practice or tell them that oh yeah you know what I mean right try to dictate how they should practice based on you know someone else's personal beliefs exactly Um, yeah, that's kind of like the reason that I left Christianity. I don't know. Exactly. That... <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know if that resonates with anyone else. But um, I was tired of a man telling me like what to do. Um, it's also like another reason that um, I am no longer a Wiccan. Like I just find organized religion to be too strict or too rigid uh, for my personality. I'm I just I'm like, you rules? No. Ah. Um, <laughs> but why? Like, why what rules? Are... Right. I'm like how why are you dictating how I experience the planet anyways um (laughs) but yeah I try to be like as inclusive and as helpful as possible because I don't want people you know um like misguiding others by claiming like something that they specifically experience like that's something that I see a lot is like people claiming like personal experiences as fact so I try to tag my stuff you know that's like hey this is just like my opinion or like what I experienced um but I do see sometimes people like being like ah well you know this god likes this offering because blah 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 and it's like okay how did you come to this conclusion? Like, uh, right. I just, do you, where, how? But also, who am I to doubt that? You know what I mean? So um, I just, I I always like to, to remind beginners to be wary, I should say, when it comes to, you know, cross, uh, cross-referencing and just checking your facts and stuff. And I'm always here to help if you, if you guys have questions. And if I don't know something, I will po- tell you straight out I don't know it. A lot of people are trying to figure out identifying themselves, which I just yeah. don't think is important. And uh, yeah, I have a video about that go uh, like going up on my like YouTube channel like sometime next month um, <laughs> about like picking like your labels and all of that stuff because I agree that it's it's helpful to describe your practice um if someone asks you know but I don't think it is necessary especially at the beginning of your practice I just I'm just like what 
do you need to identify it because you want to figure out how to practice in a very structured, specific way under that umbrella? Or are you wanting to do kitchen witchery because you like the smell of herbs and you want to work with herbs (laughs) and really you don't, you're not going to label yourself inside this whole practice. Let me get you with somebody who specializes in that thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I'm like, I want to be able to do that for each individual person, but, Mm -hmm. but you know, it has to be a service because I would never get sleep. Oh my gosh. A mood. I actually, I have a similar, (laughs) a mood. mood. (laughs) Um, I have a similar, um, function or service on my website that's going to be launching in like the next couple weeks just because like I I do get and this is I feel really bad saying this but like um I do get like a lot of dms per day and I I, all of them are very detailed and I want to honor and acknowledge and give the same amount of energy back always um and I think I mentioned this on my stories I was like I at least take one day a week to try to answer everything that's sitting in my inbox like thoughtfully but I um I think I'm going to be scheduling some stuff out so we can just sit down, chat one-on-one, like we can have a Zoom meeting about it. It'll be really chill and we can just talk it out, Um, you know, so hopefully, hopefully that can help other people as well. Um, But yeah, I definitely feel like there is kind of like that. um, There's a lot of questions that people have and they're all like really good and valid questions, um, but they all kind of seem, or a lot of the ones that I see um, do focus around finding that identity within the witchcraft community, um, which I I kind of understand because I was definitely that kind of person when I first got in, um, got into witchcraft because I was like, oh what what kind of what kind of witch am I what powers do I perhaps have or what do I connect with so it was very um it was very an interesting time in my practice <laughs> what um ways do you find now that you that you connect the most to like the planet or to my practice to your practice like mm. what are you doing right now in your practice that you feel the most like connected to is it spell workings are there um certain like meditations and groundings that you're doing for yourself to align um to be honest with you the thing that I enjoy the most about my practice is actually um like leading people in ceremony and ritual it's like very spiritually fulfilling for me how Um, shamanic of you I it's (laughs) I I wouldn't go I wouldn't necessarily give myself that title because this is all very like I like I wrote this on my like phone at 4 a.m because it wouldn't leave my brain but you know um I I just really I I see I don't how am I going to say this? I see the value that people get out of it and that is rewarding to me. Um and allowing people to share in the beauty of a spirituality uh, or yeah, share in the beauty that I see in my spirituality um and like witchcraft and earth-based paths and stuff like that I think is just really awesome and it really just makes me happy so um kind of preparing that and working through um ritual design getting all those like items together making lists again I'm a Virgo I love a good list um it's just very it's just very nice and it's very fulfilling for me for sure I like lists I love them. They're so good. <laughs> I have many Excel spreadsheets. They're all color coded. Um. <laughs> the Woodland Witch and I actually mentioned you um, when she was on the podcast uh, because I don't remember it was there was something that you were doing. 
I saw you doing spell work at your table. You had all kinds of things out and you <laughs> were walking people through what you were doing. Mm-hmm. I just can't remember what the specific um, like reasoning was. Mm-hmm. There was something about that day. <laughs> there, it might have been a holiday celebration. That's what I think um, it was. Yeah, I, I do. Um, I host live public rituals over on TikTok um, for most of the holidays of the Wheel of the Year. So they're like completely open to anyone who wants to like learn about paganism, maybe experience it firsthand um, to see that we're not like making like animal sacrifices and stuff like there's not unless that is part of your practice because I don't want to like knock any sort of Afro-Caribbean religion because I understand that that sometimes is involved but um I I just wanted to kind of be like I don't know, an ambassador I guess for my spirituality and just be like welcoming to people and just show people that like hey it's cool you can participate you can you are equal with me it doesn't matter if you have been practicing for 35 years or like three days if you want to come and you know um celebrate with me like please like I, I would love that and um, I also think it's a really great way for people to learn about um you know the holidays or maybe the moon phases or what what have you whatever the topic is um, on a, on a different level and maybe from a different perspective. So, um, yeah, it's just really fun and I get to celebrate with my friends. <laughs> yeah. It had such good vibes. There was, I feel like you, I feel like you had music going because when I'm seeing it in my mind, uh-huh. I'm imagining music <laughs> and everything was so aesthetically pleasing. It was a peaceful place to go. Oh, good. And myself I don't uh celebrate any of the holidays Mm -hmm. because I don't identify myself as Wiccan or pagan sure there are certain things that I do but Mm -hmm. um celebrating the holidays is not one of them and so I think it's fascinating to watch other people do it and to (laughs) learn I don't know somebody else's craft yeah I think it definitely is a really good way to understand um like I don't know, like the values or the way that a person perceives the world, like by, um, you know, exploring different religious views for sure. What kind of, I guess, what kind of process did you go through to identify yourself the way that you do with your witchcraft? Is it that you, did you kind of find labels first that aligned with you and then learn about that specific practice way of practice? Or did you just do things instinctually and then you just naturally fell into a category? I would say that, um, you know, especially at the beginning, I did really want to categorize myself. So I learned a lot about different systems of magic, um, chaos magic, people who, you know, are interested in the left hand path or maybe are ceremonial magicians versus Wiccans and, um, you know, green witches, hedge witches, kitchen witches, hearth witches, um, you know, then you have like the sea and forest, which so I... I, I studied a little bit about each of these various like systems or styles or I guess flavors of, of, of practice. Um, and I eventually like just didn't, I decided I didn't want any labels at all um, and just kind of focused on the things that I enjoyed. Um, and eventually after years and years and years of people asking me how I identified myself, I kind of picked um, the, you know, the label that I guess best aligns with what I practice. And that would be hedge witchcraft, which is kind of, again, that focus on like, you know, the natural world, there is a definitely a focus on, um, 
you know, green magic and herbalism, but also the spiritual, like the plant spirit and the energy side of that as well. Um, so yeah. <laughs> and I bet you don't have a problem keeping plants alive. Um, I sometimes do, honestly, air plants for whatever reason. I think I overwater them because I love What's them too air much. plant? Oh my gosh. So these things are supposed to be unkillable, but you know, I'm just a wild card over here. Um, but basically it's just like a little tiny plant and it doesn't, you don't put it in the dirt. It just kind of like sticks on a rock or like you can like tuck it. I don't know. We have one right now, like in a shadow box near a window. Um, and yeah, it just, you just missed it every so often and it, it stays alive. <laughs> Very low cool. maintenance plant. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I, wow. But you kill it, but you keep everything uh, but else I killed alive. It, but I killed everything else alive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it was pretty tragic. <laughs> I'm like, here, let me stab your wounds. What's the one thing you're bad at? Let me <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I totally didn't air mean alive. it to sound like that. I'm no, sorry. you're fine. Oh my gosh, please. I listen, I'll tell you all the things I'm bad at in witchcraft. There's a lot. <laughs> I haven't heard of a hearth witch before. Oh, okay. So um, hearth magic is magic that is based around the home. So um, it's really about like making like, quote unquote, domestic tasks like magical. So there is a big focus on like gardening and also kitchen magic, but there's also like um, magical ways to clean and cleanse your home or how to invite in specific energies like prosperity or love or et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I also, and this is me just based on what I have like come in contact with because I don't really, I don't know if I would consider myself a hearth witch specifically, um, but there are different ways to, um, you know, enchant items around your home or make your, you know, different rooms specifically magical or more conducive to a specific energy, if that makes sense. Huh. Yeah, that does make sense. Mm -hmm. I do you follow any hearth witches? Um I don't know that I do outright. Um, but that my memory is absolute garbage. No, so that's I'm okay. sure you're gonna I'm... get a text from me at like two AM of like fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll be like, No, oh I'm God. literally writing it down right now so that yeah. when we're done with this, I can hashtag hearth witches because mm -hmm. I'm always down to I've never even heard of those witches and now oh, I have to yeah. learn about them and find out who wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> I know that there is a book by the same woman who wrote Green uh Green Witchcraft um and er, excuse me Erin Murphy Hiscock. She wrote um Hearth Magic as well, which is all about um you know magically doing things around the home. So um if you're looking for recommended reading on that topic, um I've heard that one's pretty good. I've perused it, um but I I don't have a copy handy unfortunately. I think that yeah. I I feel like your home looks <laughs> like you put a lot of magical intent into it. Yeah, I um the home is like a very like sacred space for me and I think I've really just kind of extended like my kind of witchy area into the entirety of my home um simply because I can. <laughs> right? You know. Um but yes, I try to infuse um you know everyday objects with something a little bit, you know, um extraordinary you know 
Yeah, your home looks definitely super inviting. And my favorite, I think that my my favorite videos of yours are when you're changing your outfits and you're showing your outfits. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's how I found you. Oh, really? That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, you did a video where you were you were showing like the different outfits that you would wear for different things. I feel like it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. Magically like dressing like intentionally or dressing to a, yeah, absolutely. I think that is so important. And I was like, Oh, they wear a cute headscarf. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm actually like, um, by like trade, I'm a fashion designer. So I like love clothing. And I really think that, um, how you dress and how you express yourself outward really has an effect on your like brain and like mental space Uh yeah so like not even like and just from a psychological standpoint but I think that like if you are going to be practicing witchcraft and like really want to get into a working like hell yeah you should totally dress the part like do it up you know yeah and I feel like that instills a lot of confidence in people also because Mm -hmm. it's really difficult sometimes to dress the way that you feel you want to dress Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I am lucky in a way, I guess, that I kind of was able to block out people who were like, oh, that's the weird girl or like, whatever, you know. Um, But I, I, um, I really encourage people to dress in the way or express themselves in a way um, that makes them feel like their most authentic version of themselves because that's beautiful. And I, I just, I love to see it no matter what, no matter what that looks like. It's, it's just, it's awesome. And I love to see it. I do. I really do. It's amazing. (laughs) What do you feel like, if any, are really important foundations in your practice for you? Like really hardcore values that your practice is built on? Um, my, I guess my first rule, um, of in, in any working, um, or in approaching anything is safety first. Um, so I mean that like on a mundane level, like you should always prioritize your safety over your spirituality. So if that means that like, um, you know, your mental health is not great, you should step back take care of that first before moving forward on your spiritual journey um or if if you're not in a safe place to practice witchcraft um you know you shouldn't put yourself in danger in order to practice a spirituality because no matter what it is always something that you can revisit or come back to um but also protection in a magical or metaphysical sense in that you should understand the way that energy flows, um, you know, the basic foundations of, of witchcraft. If I, you know, say, hey, what are the five elements or what are the four elements, uh, the four physical elements of the planet? You know, earth, air, fire, water, <laughs> that kind of stuff like that. Um, but also have a good grasp on protective magics because um, it's a big world out there. <laughs> and I think that, um, you know, your safety should be your your first priority for sure. But he was saying <laughs> that they wouldn't share their personal practice and like their spell workings. It was not you because you will. Yeah. I was going to um, say, it's it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> somebody else was saying that they would not share their personal practice and their spell work um, because not every eye that's looking is a positive eye. Right. And I, yeah. to- I agree with that. And I don't show all of my workings. Um, I show the things that I feel comfortable with, but there's definitely more work that I do that, like, I would say, you know, 80% 
<laughs> of of the really serious, the really big workings, but also like daily practices, like the small stuff too, um, is just not on the internet. <laughs> I'm pretty selective with that, I feel like. And a lot of the things that I, I show are, um, you know, based around things that I feel comfortable talking about, like, you know, lunar stuff or um you know celebrating the holidays or here's a protective spell jar stuff like that um but i do like understand and respect um people not wanting to show their practice because it shouldn't be an obligation to like show that you are you know putting in the work it should mm -hmm. kind of like be something that you have for yourself first before you feel obligated to share with others in my in my opinion I agree with you. And I think that if people are going to make that decision to share their practice, especially that's when you need to be like hardcore having protection. Yeah, absolutely. That's where I was trying to lead with it. But yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. I definitely would say like, if you're going to publicize workings, a like, know that you are putting yourself in the public eye, even if you only have two followers one or two people might see it or like the whole internet might see it you know the algorithm's weird yeah. um so <laughs> um just be sure that you know you are confident and if you are excited about a working that you did and you are like really ready to share it just be sure that you know you also have your words up and um you are like prepared to deal with anything just in case i'm not saying that you know people are going to be throwing hexes i don't want to scare anybody um but it is a reality that you know people should be cognizant of i i would say um what are some of your favorite ways to do protection magic do you have anything that's very specific that you do for your person or your home um, well, for my person, um, cause I don't mind talking about that so much for my home. I don't really talk about like, yeah, no, some I'm... of the wards. It's oh, totally well, I cool. didn't mean, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I didn't want you to walk through your wards. I meant okay. like some people, some people do protections with like oils in their home oh, and sure. some people, um, include like the elements and they use, um, you know, fire at each door or whatever. Mm. So I was, I was just curious yeah, if there's so anything. Like for like little stuff like that um i do keep like protective crystals um in my home i cleanse my home several times a month at various intervals um and i like have protective workings that i do in tandem with that um i keep protective symbols throughout my home like various ones that are associated with my deities as well as like um sigils and stuff that are personal to me so um that's kind of like the basics which sounds like a lot as i'm like saying it out loud but that's kind of like the basics for me no that's um, super cool <laughs> and i didn't mean to sound like creepy and rapey oh, no, and like it's asking okay. what's going on in your no, house no, no. we have good. so many beginner witches that listen and i'm always like let me drop a tidbit of education no, meanwhile i'm like what are the barriers no, 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 no to you're totally through? fine that's not i didn't <laughs> take it that way i just wanted to be like hey i'm gonna withhold a tiny bit of information but i can tell you a little bit like just don't take this as like the end all be all you should have more than this um but yeah i think a really good tip for beginners honestly and this is something that i did um especially at the beginning of my practice is to enchant a piece of jewelry to be protective um i personally have a protective like pentacle that i wear every day that's kind of like um you know my personal on on my person or one of the things that i keep on my person um mm -hmm. for protection throughout the day but uh, when I was, you know, first starting, I wasn't allowed to have symbols of witchcraft. So for me, I like decided that this like skeleton key looking thing that I got at like Michael's, it was <laughs> tragic. Um, 
<laughs> I like I like put it on a chain with a safety pin. Like it was so sad. Um, but I decided that that was going to be my talisman of protection, and I enchanted it to protect me um, as I you know walked through the hallways in high school and stuff. So um, it's something super simple. I have a video about it on my YouTube channel. Sorry not to plug it, but like I do, it's really long and and um, really in depth. But um, I highly recommend picking an item, a talisman, a, you know, a pendant that you really like, a ring, something. Um, and if that is going to be your first kind of like foray into spell work, that is what I would recommend for a beginner is to make something protective to wear on yourself um, as you journey through this wonderful spiritual path. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't mind you plugging yourself. I actually <laughs> always put um, everybody's pages and website and everything into the description so that people can go and support you. Um, there is no problem helping your friends elevate. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, you're very welcome. If there was something that uh, people were left with today after they listened to your episode, what would you want that to be? I would say that um, I see a lot of people on the internet who are really, really afraid of making mistakes because they think that the gods are going to be angry at them. Mm-hmm. And that, like, it, like, breaks my heart because I, I, I know how it feels to feel that way. Um, but if I can leave anybody feeling that way with any like words of wisdom as a practitioner, um, again, for over a decade, uh, who has worked with deities, they ultimately want the best for you, no matter what. And if you are putting in the effort to worship and honor them and learn their mythology, they're going to be proud of you no matter what and no matter how small or how grand of a gesture it is. So work at your own pace. Your deities are not going to be mad at you. No one's going to smite you. <laughs> um, and, and just, you know, have have fun with it and find peace in it because that's the point of spirituality. That's so beautiful. And like, (laughs) Oh, I love that. Um, And I'm going to have everybody of course go and follow you and you. you are very welcome. And your page brings me peace when I'm there. And so I'm just looking forward to continuing to watch everything that you're doing. I have to, watch your videos on YouTube and um, if I'm not already subscribed, then subscribe <laughs> and start watching. I find that people who are able to make their practice aesthetically pleasing for other people, I'm fascinated by because I'm so chaotic. Nothing could be organized <laughs> to do that. And it's like an alternate dimension. I'm obsessed with it and it is a world I will never live in, but I want to. <laughs> Well, let me tell you again, a lot of stuff is curated for social media. Like, <laughs> so don't feel bad. I've also had 12 years to like accumulate stuff. So what people see is like a curated collection is truly just like a horde of antiques. So like, I need to be stopped. Like, <laughs> so don't feel bad. Your practice. I, I love messy practices because that means you're doing the work and I fucking appreciate that. And I respect it on so many levels. So show me a messy practice any day for sure (laughs) that's beautiful (laughs) awesome thank you so much for having me on oh you're so welcome (laughs) I'm really excited about this um I will always do any project you ever want no matter what so just let me know
dude hell yeah thank you so much for that and like that i uh, just you're awesome you're just a ray of sunshine like my my mood is like lifted like for oh sure well, yay <laughs> i feel the exact same i'm so excited for future endeavors and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day you too all right be safe bye bye you too bye <laughs>